Welcome to episode 27 of season 2, where I talk to experts to help navigate the post-divorce journey. Today I'm speaking with Michelle Mintz from Santa Monica, California, a single parent of one. Michelle is the early development expert. She empowers parents to enrich the way they interact with their babies and toddlers. So if you have little ones in your life, this episode is for you. Thank you for reviewing, downloading, and subscribing to our podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and share this episode with one of your friends. Enjoy this conversation with Michelle. If you'd like to suggest a future topic for the podcast, please fill out feedback form located in episode notes. Something exciting happened as a result of this podcast. On December 9, 2022, Soul Parent Book, Inspirational Wisdom and Guidance on Navigating Life as a Single Parent was born. This is a collection of the most inspiring and powerful stories from wonderful guests over the last 33 months in my podcast, Single Parent Success Stories, stories of accomplishments, challenges, and breakthroughs of single parents as well as experts to help navigate the post-divorce journey. When I started my podcast, my goal was to create a guide to single parents by sharing inspiring stories that remind us there is light at the end of the tunnel. Nothing is lost. It's an opportunity for a rebirth and reinventing of yourself. It's an opportunity to look at life and become conscious of where you are headed and an invitation to create a life by design. If you like to get a copy of the book, please follow links in the episode notes. All proceeds are going to the Kinship Charity. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. Today's guest is Michelle Means. She's joining us from Santa Monica, California. She is an early development expert and she empowers you to enrich the way you interact with your babies and toddlers. Welcome, Michelle. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. So please share with us, how do you help people? Thank you. So my background is as a speech and language therapist. I've been doing that for over 25 years, and I specialize working with the birth to three population, helping them and their families expand language. And I found that the strategies that I use are really for all babies and toddlers that are birth to three years old, not just for babies and toddlers that are having difficulty with their language development. So that's where Baby Blooming Mormons was born. (laughs) And I've um, created it uh, so that all parents, grandparents, nannies, and siblings of children birth to three can learn these amazing strategies so that they can implement them in their day. And it will help to enrich the brain connections that still need to develop 
during these years. These are critical years for neurons in the brain that haven't yet come together. And these are the years that they will form, which helps our babies and toddlers become brighter and smarter. And we have to have them form during these years by giving them different enriching experiences. So the way that we read to them, the way that we talk to them and interact with them is gonna make a difference as to whether this connection happens or it doesn't happen. So Baby Blooming Moments is able to coach you on catching moments to implement these strategies so that your babies can become brighter. Awesome. Sounds good. And I totally agree with you about building those neural connections, especially early on. And even as adults, we still have some contrary to popular belief. People think they stop learning at some age. (laughs) That is not true. We can learn at any age. That is true. We can learn at any age. People take uh, language classes and business, you know, all sorts of classes. So absolutely, our brain is able to absorb and learn new information really throughout most of our life until our geriatric years. But the critical years for getting these really, really important stimulations that that set the basis for how life will be is in these early years. So we wanna make sure that we're doing the most that we can, the best that we can. So it's not just that you're talking or reading, because I hope that you are, because that's very important, but it's how you're doing those things that's gonna make the difference. And so these critical years are so very important for eye contact. We wanna increase attention, help them with their vocabulary and their developmental milestones. Doing that early on can help you and your baby have better sleep because their mind is active and stimulated in the day. They become tired. So everybody's going to sleep better. You're going to have less separation anxiety when you're ready to take those babies and toddlers to preschool or daycare because there's an attachment that's been built early on and there's a safety and a trust. And so when you have that, then your child knows you're going to come back to pick them up. There's not so much separation anxiety. So building these early connections are so important for the brain They're also important for those attachments. So you attach to somebody safe in your environment, whether that's a parent, a nanny, a grandparent, a foster parent, whatever it might be, those people early in life are the most important that we just want to capture all of these strategies and use them to the best we can. Yes, totally. So right. So would you like to uh, give us an example Of course, I'm going to give you one of my most favorite strategies, because you can use this strategy really from the moment your baby is born. If you can think about that right when they're born, you can use this strategy. You can use it when they're two. You can use it when they're six. You can use it when they're 13. (laughs) And I use it with my 22 year old. It's getting eye contact because eye contact is the key for having a conversation. So if you don't have eye contact and doing this on the computer is actually very challenging because I want to look at you, which is down there because I need to see how you're looking, how you're laughing right now, what you're, how you're responding. 
but I'm not giving you eye contact because the camera is here and then you're getting the eye contact. So eye contact is really important when you're talking with somebody, they feel you're listening, paying attention. So how do we increase eye contact with just a newborn or a baby? It's really simple. You're gonna take the object that they want, whatever object that is. So a baby, it might be their little rattle. Maybe it's a bottle. Maybe it's a sippy cup. Maybe it's a book. Whatever they want, and you're gonna, their eyes are gonna be on that object. So all you're gonna do is you're gonna bring that object to their eyes, to your eye, excuse me. Bring it next to your eye. Because then they're looking here, very easy to shift from the object to your eye. And you've got a connection. Oh, you want your sippy cup? You got a smile. You've told them cup, maybe depending on the age, they've repeated cup. And then you give it to them. You've had a moment, you've had an engagement instead of here's your cup. And there's not an engagement together. So it's so simple. A lot of times, you know, whatever it is, okay? They want their favorite book read over and over, okay? All done binky about getting rid of a pacifier on Amazon from me. Um, hold it by your eyes, okay? They're gonna look, you've got a connection. Oh, let's read your book. Let's give you that bottle, okay? So that's how you do. And that is a strategy that is fabulous for all ages. And again, very important because then you've got that connection. And then you have all that comes with it. If you've missed that moment and you just give it to them, which sometimes we have to do. We can't always take the time, although it's pretty quick to do this real quick. Some of the strategies you know, they don't take too much time, but depending on your day and where you are, you might not be able to do it. But that's my favorite strategy. And you can use that everywhere and anywhere. And you've got them locked in for even that moment. That made another connection in their brain that wouldn't have been there. So yeah. that's my favorite strategy. You're so right, because our uh, there is a nonverbal communication that is happening and there is so much of it. It's actually... 90% uh, is nonverbal in the world. I'm glad you know that. And not even important is the intention and the presence of you being there and looking and articulating that. Well, I'm, I'm really, really glad that you mentioned that, that um, fact because that is true. It's about 85 to 90% of how we communicate with one another is nonverbal. Nonverbal includes facial expressions, eyes, smiles. I do a lot with that. Um, Nonverbal includes your body language, your position, okay, and your hand gestures. All of that is communication. And babies, toddlers, infants, newborns communicate. We just have to learn how. They communicate by crying, looking, what, you know, and then they get sounds and then they make words. So communication is the key to connecting. And so you need to communicate on their level and communication includes a lot of nonverbal. So in other words, if I said to you, you know, I am so happy to be here and I'm really having a really good time. Um, and I can't wait to show everybody all my, my strategies. 
I'm not sure you're going to believe me. (laughs) My words are telling you that, but all the rest of me is not expressing that. And you know what? That's really what we go on more is all the rest. And the kind of the words are like, they're not matching. I don't think that's right. So we need to be aware of how we are communicating to our infants, babies, toddlers. What is our verbal and nonverbal expression and what is theirs so that we can communicate appropriately. If you just got really bad news and you come to feed your little baby, okay, and you want to have, you know, a great engagement and you're like, I'm going to feed you now. We're going to have a good time. Okay. That's not going to, that's not going to happen. So we need to, you know, be very aware. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. true. What kind of uh, kind of people come to you for help? What 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 do you see most? That's a good question. So I have all ages and um because well all ages again birth to 3 that birth to 3 population. So a lot of times I'll have um somebody coming maybe around 12 or 18 months and they're kind of getting close to those terrible twos, we call them, and finding that independence and, um, and what do I do? And um, I don't know how to, you know, help my baby with their behaviors. Um, knowing that communication, communicating appropriately, and how to respond is critical. And so learning how to catch moments appropriately, and how you respond so that they can respond back, okay? We need to, we as parents and adults, we need to sort of put on our oxygen mask first on the airplane, as you, if you will. We need to take that breath and calm down when our children are, you know, perhaps misbehaving or not listening to our directions. Um, and if we're all hyped up and anxious and in that moment, they're feeling that. So we need to calm ourselves first so that we can be there for them and we can use appropriate tones, body language and things like that. So um, I've got people, parents who come to me with that. I've got parents who say, I've got a newborn. I've learned how to diaper. I've learned how to feed. I've learned how to bathe. I don't know what else to do with this two, three month old lump. (laughs) Um, I have dads who say, you know, it's just a lump. I just had him say that the other day. You know, it's just a lump. I can't do anything with him. Oh, no, no, no. This lump is is ready for so much for you to do at two months, at three months. And a lot of people don't know that. How can you play with that child in a way that's going to stimulate their brain differently? You know, um, so while you sing to them and you sing your little nursery rhymes, sing it slow. Don't sing it as fast as we hear on the tape, you know, the CDs and things. It's a little too, it's too fast. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Okay. Engaging in their eyes. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Okay. It's very fast. So, so that's a lot of, you know, is what do I do? I have, I have dads who often say, okay, I've got my two-year-old and I, throw them up in the air and I play airplane with them. I'm not really sure what else to do with them, you know? So I give them great ideas of what to do, where to go. Okay. Pet store. You got like, you know, one, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, 
I love going to the pet store. We have things like Petco and PetSmart, you know, don't know where you are and you don't have to buy anything, but they're so, you can touch the toys. You can talk about the animals. You can look, there's so much to talk about. Instead of going to the park, you go there and then that's your activity. So um, I have so many people with so many different reasons that, you know, that come and some don't know they're looking for me. That's a lot of it. You don't know you're looking for baby blooming moments because you don't really know it exists. It's not, um, although my background is as a speech therapist, I'm not doing speech therapy because it's for all children. It's for everybody. So nobody really knows how to find me. So that's what baby blooming moments is how you find me. <laughs> um, can be considered a parent coach. So I might, you know, I'm, I'm coaching, um, but it's a different type of, um, program than anything else that's out there. So, um, I'd, you know, love to share. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So you, you helping parents better to establish better connection with their kids, with the little babies, uh, to get them more involved, more engaged, to start them, uh, have a better, deeper connection. Have a, have a, have a stronger connect. So there's two connections I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about the brain connections that need to form during these critical years so that you have smarter, brighter children. Um, and also talking about the connection that a, a child needs to make. They need to feel safe with somebody and feel like they have trust. And so they, you know, come home and they're, that's their person. And that, and, and with that attachment comes by how the experiences between that parent, whether it's a mother, you know, whoever that is, or a dad or a babysitter, a nanny, if a nanny um, or somebody is taking care of that child primarily for a lot of the day, that person needs to have these skills to attach. And I want to mention that with the COVID and the pandemic, we have what's called pandemic babies. And there are studies and research that has been done that these pandemic babies who were isolated and not able to go anywhere for two years are actually behind on their talking uh, milestones, their social skills and their reading milestones because they did not, they all they had was that indoor. They didn't have those experiences. And so we need to catch these babies up. They're gonna be behind academically, emotionally, socially, difficulty with friends and peers. And then you think about, you know, mental health, you know, issues. And, you know, so we want to avoid all that. Baby blooming moments can help give the strategies so that parents, everybody can help implement now, which is when it's needed to try to catch them up. So, um, so that's really critical right now. Um, I've seen baby blooming moments, has been around, but, um, and my strategies, but now with the pandemic babies, it's actually like an urgency. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I've noticed in my kid, uh, you know, he, he was going through kindergarten and. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. And half of the year it was normal. Then the other half it was all broken. And now everything seems to be speeding up so fast. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we were now we're behind and we actually have to go faster. And and academically, yes, but you know, they did get the academics as much as they could, you know, however that was figured out for each age of what that was. And we know that was different. But 
what couldn't happen was the social you know you did your zooms or whatever the kids could do but social development and emotional development is just as critical as academic knowledge to know how to relate to people in the world and we're seeing that now with adults who are isolated and don't know how to re-enter the world and all the mental health you know happening right now with adults so think about the children who never had those skills to begin with and now have to learn you know it's just they just need help and we need to give them as much help as we can in all ways and areas yeah yes yes so so true i i went i called to disneyland and i was like so many people that's what I hear this year and, and it's probably because from being indoors so much and now you go and get exposed like <laughs> I, I know and I hear that actually there um you have to make a reservation I just heard yesterday so they are um limiting the number yeah captivating it at some point but it's yeah it, it's you know it's still yeah a lot a lot a lot yeah I didn't understand so um yeah so uh and disneyland disneyland's filled with so many places that you you know and so much that you can talk about and um you know it's very stimulating it could be too overstimulating for some children um and we have to be aware of that and that's what i'm saying be aware of your child learn your baby and toddler learn to get to know from their body language and and um facial expressions because they don't have the words to express it so you do need to rely on that nonverbal. Are they looking scared? Are they looking worried? Name those feelings for them so that they feel validated. Oh, you, you, oh, wow, you're looking worried. Maybe you can say I'm feeling worried and, you know, really, and oh God, you're getting me. You're understanding me, that communication, that I'm communicating something and you're understanding it, that feels good. Whether you're a baby, a toddler, you know, so, um, yeah, verbally communicating and um, yeah, absolutely. I have so many strategies. So eye contact is one. Um, I talked about singing slowly. Okay, that's kind of another strategy, talking slowly. So um, just another quick strategy before we go is if we want to draw attention to what words and sounds look like, we, instead of bringing the object up here, we'll bring the object over here. So we draw attention to our mouth. So we can say more mm, or open. And they can see how the lips and the mouth look different for different sounds. I would start this probably about nine, 10 months. We're gonna want to get to words starting around a year. And so we really wanna pay it to you know, bring attention. So that's another strategy. So many strategies that are really easy to implement. They don't take any time extra in your day. You do them while you're already diapering. You're already feeding. Just, you're going to include these little things that are going to make such a big impact. Yes. Habit stacking. Yes. You're already doing one thing that you're supposed to do anyway. Right. Put something additional on top. Something additional. And what it is, 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 is such a little tweaky additional thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that, that, and when you start to remember it and recognize, oh yeah, 
I should do this. And you become more aware of it. It becomes more natural in, in your routine and what you do. And it just, you just, it's just, it's just to my eyes all the time now, you know, and it, and so then it becomes natural and it's not something you think about. And, and then there it is. The, the you've got you know more eye contact kind of all the time and then you implement another strategy wherever you are so they're not time consuming because i know you already are very under you know rushed so that's why they're so wonderful thank you yeah this is awesome what makes you happy what makes me happy um watching um progress and growth um in a few things watching what what gives me great joy is having a parent see and be aware for the first time of what their toddler or baby can do that they didn't know so whether it's you know i do more and i and then they and then their child you know says more and I didn't know they could do that. And the tears come down their face. Um, that's the most incredible uh, joy to me is, is seeing that, that moment where that parent said, my child is, does something and I didn't know they could. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. What advice would you give to your younger self? Don't worry so much. <laughs> Don't, uh, don't worry. I, I am a worrier. Um, um, and if you could, it doesn't help <laughs> to worry it. Uh, um, and just to have a, a little, I guess a little bit more chill to like, it's gonna, it's gonna be okay. Don't anticipate what the wrong thing is. Let's, let's have, um, you know, a little bit more chillness. Yeah. Good question. Unexpected. Good question. <laughs> What is the smallest thing you've done that had had the biggest impact in your life so far? Oh my goodness. Um, well, the little smallest thing, he was seven pounds, seven ounces. <laughs> His name is Ryan. He was born March 27, 2020, 2000. And he was the smallest thing I am the most proud of. That's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Any fun projects you're working on right now that you like to share? Um, I am doing such fun things with baby blooming moments. Um, I've donated my program to the Carousel of Hope uh, Foundation, which is a, a foundation which raises money for children's diabetes. And they're having um, a very big event on October 8th. Um, and so I'm very excited to have my program donated to such a wonderful cause. Um, and I am um, providing baby blooming moments to pediatrician offices where I can go and um, give my strategies um, and my moments to uh, pediatricians so that they can pass that along to all of their uh, clients and patients. And, um, a new hobby of mine is I've really gotten into gardening and flowers and plants. I guess I watch everything bloom. And so <laughs> I do, I've watched, so I had a plant and it was, I thought it was a goner and it's sprouting leaves and it's blooming 
and it's really amazing how much how much joy it's actually really bringing me so um so that's been fun too that's incredible i also do uh, gardening stuff and i planted a lemon seed that i thought mm. well it came out it did it work it sprouted. you have a lemon tree <laughs> nice watch some tick tick tock video of a guy <laughs> how to have a lemon tree oh good for it you works. good for you yeah. And other than that, uh, I called, uh, I do uh, did cucumbers and I did uh, like b- green beans. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, it's fun when it works. <laughs> yeah, and they like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just put seeds in, put some water and it works. And there, there you have some food. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> what advice can you give to single parents who have little babies? yeah so so um so i um am a single parent as well um i think the advice that i would give to single parents is to to reach out and get as much help as you can get support we need support it's very very hard to do um on your own um, I had the most amazing support system, which was my mom, my dad, and my sister. And um, I have been able to raise an incredible man <laughs> um, with my um, co-parenting partners. And and I, it, there's just too much. There's too many questions. There's too much. And there's so much that you can reach out now. And so don't be shamed to reach out. Don't be embarrassed um it's validating to hear somebody else going through and having questions like you do um you don't have to be alone you do not i can be here (laughs) i can be here as a support of so many different things baby blooming moments is about that communication and that attachment but so much goes along with it um don't be alone reach out you need the help and you can get the help so many places. So, yeah, Thank you. Thank you. What was, do you have any practices that you implement that allowed you to be resilient as you are being a single parent? Um, so I was, ne- I'm never able really to meditate, but I do yoga. Um, I do um, breathing exercises to um, keep me centered. Um, I had to put on my oxygen mask, fortunately, not a lot of times with my son first. He was, I was really fortunate. He was really, really very well behaved. Um, but sometimes I did. And so, and it's hard to remember to do that first when you're in that moment where your child, especially when you're out in public, when your child is in that grocery store and you're in the restaurant and they're, you know, escalating, um, their temperature escalating their behavior, their vocalizations, especially it's embarrassing and everything. And so you want to just shut it down and put the fire out really quick, but take a breath and think about what is appropriate. What's appropriate in public is different than what's appropriate in your home of how to handle things. Um, I'm happy to share that more and get into more details, but you do need to handle it differently. Um, and make sure you, know, you try to contain yourself so that you can have the energy and the appropriateness 
with your child so that you don't escalate. That's that's the hard part. Yeah, it's so, so true. And oftentimes we we can go off a ringer. <laughs> so it's important to just take a breather. It's so hard too in that moment when your child like your child starts spinning and you just like so if you can think about and have the strategies and the tools and the techniques beforehand in your back pocket and they've been practiced we role play them or you know we practice so that when the moment comes you go okay I got that one I know what to do you know and it is much more um, calming for yourself and actually the process with your child is is better to get through that hard hard time too yes thank you thank you is there anything I haven't asked that you like to share um I don't think so I think we've covered really a lot I just want to um I just want to stress again baby blooming moments for all babies birth to three and you know what I forgot to mention actually is that when somebody has a child and then they have another baby so they've got this older sibling um oftentimes it's hard to engage that older sibling with your baby and you want them to be connected and you want them to like each other. And so you ask that older sibling, maybe they're three or five or 10, you know, can you help mommy and go get the baby's diaper? Can you go get the bottle and you have them connect with the baby by being the go-getter or the helper? And that's not really having them connect with the baby. So I'm all about teaching strategies that help the siblings connect with the baby. Let's have that five-year-old hold that car or that snack trap that bottle by their eyes connect with the baby get a smile <gasps> mommy I made the baby smile and that makes the little brother feel so good and they want to do it again so we want siblings to connect with their babies in different ways than perhaps you might have them be so that's another area that, you know, I'm really good at is getting that can everybody wants to be connected, connect the family. And so um, siblings, parents, nannies, grandparents. Okay. And the last thing, actually, I do want to mention, you didn't ask about it. And that is about screens and screen time, FaceTime. Okay. <laughs> okay. They recommend before 18 months, a child should not have a screen at all. Starting at 18 months till about three, they should really only be having about a half an hour, maybe an hour of screen time. And that's all. And screen time should not be just a let, giving them something for a screen. Okay. If you're giving them screen time, you sit with them. Say, oh, look at the ball went up and down. I see the bubbles. You pause the screen, say, where'd the dog go? And they point to the dog. So you interact with the screen. That is um, true FaceTime, okay? So when I call FaceTime, FaceTime is not the FaceTime we all think it is, okay? FaceTime is FaceTime, eye contact, true FaceTime. Screen time can be engaging in screens, but please don't let them have those screens by themselves. It just is not good for their brains and their connections. So that's an important one. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you for remembering and bringing that up. If people would like to find you, connect with you, where would they go? 
babybloomingmoments.com is my website. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at babybloomingmoments. I'm on LinkedIn at Michelle Mintz. You can do the old-fashioned telephone call. <laughs> and I love to talk to people because my program is so different. I individualize it. So the fees and the rates are depending on what everybody is. So call me so I can explain it. 424-226-2206. Certainly you can email me, Michelle, at babybloomingmoments.com. Thank you. And we will include everything in the episode notes so people can reach out to you directly thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me communication skills for little babies and how important it is to engage them at that early age thank you thank you if you like this episode please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. If you feel lost, emotionally hurt, after divorce, and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love, Mindset, and Support for Relationships where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again. Because life after divorce is possible and can even be great. If no one told you today, I want you to know that I love you and believe in you because you are limitless.